What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes Society podcast. I'm Jones. And I'm Candace. And we're a real podcast having real conversations with real people. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes under the Stakes is High podcast. Get social with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also using the Stakes is High podcast hashtag. Check us out. And welcome welcome to to our podcast. podcast. Hey, Jones. What up, C? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. 2017. We're here, man. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Got your new president in about 20 days. 19 days or so. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> like, I just feel like it's, uh, it still feels surreal that, that Rock and Michelle are yeah, leaving. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sad. Yeah, it's all good. I'm we'll sad. be all right. Will we? Will we? <laughs> Gotta be now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Would you do a... Uh, for the holiday, the New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's Eve, we went over to my in-laws and did a fake toast around 8 o'clock for Maddie so she could say Happy New Year. And we gave her some sparkling Welch's. She was fancy. Um, she didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, my mom and sister came over on the first, and I cooked some collars, some black eyed peas, some hey. poke. Some poke. It's good. What about you? Yeah, um... I was sleep by 10. Really? Yeah, man, it's been crazy. I've been working a lot because of the the holiday season, so oh, we've been yeah. getting a lot of overtime. So, yeah. man, I was I was dead. So, yeah, I was good. I mean, you know, it's all good. So I needed I, that sleep. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah so. I feel you. I actually stayed up and watched the countdown and saw so. the indie car drop. It was cool. Cool, cool. Hey, shout out to King K from the Drunken Nights, uh, that episode we just did with him oh we're my getting gosh. a lot of feedback from that seriously eric listened to the episode and he was like y'all made me cry at work. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. like that was an absolutely I amazing almost episode. edited it out i'm glad you didn't man. because people are appreciating your transparency like yeah. i told you i'm appreciative of that yeah we, man, we need was, to see more of that i think it was you know the reason why i didn't i was like maybe someone else can you know hear that and it could relate and maybe help them some kind of way. So, yes. shout out to King K. Yes. Uh, he wants to do on. a part two. Really? Yeah, he said there's so much that he left out that he wanted to add to yeah. it. So. And I'm just glad he let it out. Yeah, that I was I could good. tell that had been good. pent up for years. So I'm thankful that he let that yeah, out. Yeah, I listened to the episode today, and he said it's still doing that episode. He's been, it's been on his mind a lot, so he's been, you know, reflecting. So. Maybe he'll write a book. Yeah, I don't know. He won't come back on part two. I'm interested to hear I'm here what, for it. Yeah, I'm so here for we'll it. see. We'll yeah. see. So, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So, this is your week of <laughs> guest and topic, and yeah. So we're working on a new format, and uh, yeah, I've got a guest with us here today. Very special. She's a family member. Um, I'm not gonna call her by her nickname. I'll introduce <laughs> her. Her name's Delaya. Delaya D. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So how are you? <laughs> I am wonderful. <laughs> hey, this is an adult show, so you can be who you want to be. <laughs> well, today I am wonderful. <laughs> I've been off work, so I'm great. Real life, real life. I've been off work since the 22nd, and I feel like a new person. Mm. Like new person not setting an alarm and i feel like I'm a person yeah, you know do you, do you think we do you think we work too much as americans yes you yes, know what i'm saying yes, think about yes. it man we do yeah because you think about it like i was thinking about that like if you have family or whatever it is 
you spend more time at work than you do with yep. your loved ones. Yes. That is, that is literally, I was just talking to our daycare provider. That's crazy, like, isn't it? I was Even like, you think about D, that. You see my baby more than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Yep. Man, that's, that's like our, our our format of life. It's it, weird. It, something's got to be. That, that can't they be don't right. do that overseas. We're like the only country yeah, that's like that. We are. Why do you think that? Greed? Think we just money, money, money? I think greed, but I think it's just that whole, if you're not working hard and you're not, you know, devoting your life to your job, it's that whole idea that you're not loyal and all that, which Mm. I think that it's a false sense of loyalty and all that other stuff because I can love my job but still want to be at home with my family. I think it's a combination of both because if you don't work, you don't eat. You don't don't eat, yeah, yeah. In addition to the loyalty part as well. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, today we want to talk about um, kind of a piggyback off of our episode with King K. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of sharing um, what he shared with us about his life, you know, as a child. And I wanted to bring on someone who is an advocate for people, an advocate for little people. And um, that's why we have Delay on the show today, just to kind of talk about those things and talk about family life and how all of us can be advocates of children. Because really and truly, children are our future. Yes. And we each have, you know, a hand in their upbringing, whether you're a mom or, or an aunt Absolutely. or a play cousin. You have a hand in their upbringing. And you hear some kids in the background. And you hear some kids <laughs> in the background. <laughs> They're everywhere. Lord, They're Lord. everywhere. <laughs> they is. need to be in bed. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my clock. <laughs> Why are you not in bed? My baby's in bed. <laughs> it's the holiday. It, it is, is the holiday. Still, so. It is. <laughs> but, uh, it might be time for somebody to yeah. lay off the apple juice. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear that kid, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's hanging out. He's hanging out with Steaks and Todd. So, yeah, I just kind of want to talk to you about being a child advocate and advocate of people and how we as adults can be, be a better steward of that. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Sound good. So what's one of the main um, reasons why you feel led to be an advocate for children? Um, oh, that's a lot. Feel led. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to give a sermon. Um, I think that uh, I think I have a natural love for children. Mm-hmm. Even though I am not a mother, don't have any, um, I still kind of feel that pull towards children. Um, so it's just kind of like a natural thing um, that comes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like everywhere I go, children kind of flock to me. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's weird, but um, I, I, I like children. Mm-hmm. Um, motherhood is not for me, but <laughs> I can be a play aunt. I can be a play cousin. Yeah. I can yes. do all of that. You, you Mentor, are, yes. tutor, all of that. Good. <laughs> I, I will say I can agree with that. Children do flock to you. I mean, before I had my daughter, kids would run from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ran from me. <laughs> She's so I just, I didn't really feel motherly, but Leia has always had that motherly look on life. And I mean, Madison adores you, so I can see that connection with kids. I can see that connection with kids. Did you ever want to be a teacher? I thought about it, um, but uh, that whole system, not for me. Really? Um I don't know. I don't know if I have the patience to do that. I think it takes a lot of patience for teachers. Mm, <laughs> I might, yeah. <laughs> no. You, you might snap again, <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> 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 chops mine and neck. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Jones as a teacher. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
I can see you as a teacher. You seem patient. You seem patient enough to be a teacher. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Do you, do you teach? Could but, um, but you, you do know teach? What? You teach? You teach CPR, right? Yeah, I teach CPR, but those are adults. True. I think if I was a teacher, fine, fine. I, I worked in the school system before. You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I worked in the school system before, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I yeah. think I, I think I was, uh, but I have to be uh, in a school to where. I could say, well, sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> and that exists nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. It really does. Some parents would be like, please talk to him like that. Mm. But nah, you know, I think it's, um, I could. I could. I I think, uh, like you said, you have to have patience to work with kids or even have kids. Yeah, I know? agree. You know, so. I agree. I think that's. Uh, but no, working with, being an advocate for kids and working directly with kids. Two different things. Two different things. That's <laughs> totally different true. Things. That's true. That, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. So te- these teachers that you see that, you know, those viral videos, teachers like talking down to the kids and stuff like that and throwing kids and tossing kids. Like, how does that make you feel? Because I know it pisses me off. <laughs> it don't piss me off. I don't hey, know about pissed It's wrong, off. but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of it has to do just with the broken system. I mean, you know, and, and parents as well. You know, you don't want you don't want anybody to to snap on your child, talk crazy to your child, but your child has no respect for the authority in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you go in snapping off at the teacher because your child didn't get an F, but I mean, got an F on something. But did you work with him? Did you try to help him? Are you working with the teacher try to assist your child to do better? Mm-hmm. Um, no teacher should ever put their hands on a child. Right. Um, but I think if the parents worked better with the teachers, if it was more of a group, and a group effort, then some of those issues wouldn't wouldn't be happening. Yeah. But unfortunately, we got parents that don't care, and mm-hmm. it's they don't care. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's true. I was talking to my mother-in-law, who's a teacher, and she said of the 30-plus kids she has in her class, maybe two, two parents are active. And she said she had four at, like, Parents in Touch Day. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's absolutely nuts to me. I mean, just as, as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, even though, you know, Madison's in school, but she's not in, you know, big school. I can imagine having, you know, a child in school of grade school age and not knowing who their teacher was, not knowing what their grades were, not knowing if they're missing assignments. Just the fact that, you know, she'll email parents. They won't respond. She'll call parents. They won't respond. That's just that's nuts to me. But you're, it's we've created this system of I send my kids to school and you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it's 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 this whole idea that they do the work and that we just make sure they're fed and clothed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not the Pass case. Pass it off to the next person. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not the case. I mean, I want to have as an active role in Madison's education as I can. I mean, parents are the first teachers. Yeah, that was the thought that I was just having. Like, you should be your child's first teacher. You should be your, their first teacher. About mm-hmm. everything. Everything. And when I say everything, everything. Every, yeah, yeah. Sex, money. Yep. You, you know, should be your first teacher. You know, body parts, actually learning their names, their phone. I mean, mm-hmm. kids shouldn't go to school to learn that stuff. They should be learning already that at home. It. They should already know it. Yeah. I mean, because Tyson's, what, three? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure y'all are, you know, doing all that, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, you guys are absolutely right. But my question is, like, I mean... Yeah, we we are understanding that right here saying, yeah, that's what we what about an individual who's just I mean, how do you how do you fix that? You know, because you said like you said earlier, you said it was a system of 
that seem like the system is broke or it's not set up to work together. Mm. How do you fix that of a parent who's not involved? You know, what kind of, how do you make them accountable? a good question. I mean, it's for everybody. It's not yeah. for, I mean, no one's yeah. experts on that. But that I mean, no, just. but I mean, that is a good question. Um, I, I think that um, community is something I keep, I think about a lot um, in my role working with um, children, like, and we do have a lot of community efforts that happen, but, but when I say community, I mean like family, like mm-hmm. you're my family. I see JJ, just something not right. Take the initiative to address you as a parent, mm-hmm. um, as family, as mm-hmm. friend. We all have we all have people that we know, people that we're close to that just mm, you just look at them, you shake your head. What in the world <laughs> are you doing with your life? Um, we all have those people that we're connected to, but do we say anything? Do we put forth the effort to help? Do we try to address some of the issues that we see? We, yeah. nah. I feel like I don't know. That's me um I, I i think you're right i think a lot of us take this whole that's not my business yeah you know that's not my business i don't want to you know but sometimes we need to make it our business it, i mean especially you know like let's say for instance if it's a single father raising daughters and you know he knows nothing about doing hair or keeping the girls together or telling them about you know what becoming ladies step in you know as that female friend or that family member step in or even, you know, just a mom struggling, working hard to support her family. You know she may need a break. Step in. Man, like these kids, kids over here. Yeah, I mean, I may need to have to, step in. have to step in. I might have to step in. Dang. I need little Charlie and little Jackson to just sit on down over here. Yeah, Please. Right. Little yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they. they are riled up. <laughs> Got my mother here spiked on today. But, <laughs> but you know what, Jones? I think, I think like community organizations that are that have like the fatherhood classes and you know the motherhood classes i think i think we're seeing a lot more of that because people just don't know i think uh i mean me personally i think um i think that we are living in a society today to where i mean that you know community coming together and everybody looking out for each other i mean i think we live in a a sense of like entitlement uh, oh, yeah. self mm-hmm. and that's why like you know when's the last time you talked to the neighbor that lived two houses down from you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like we don't we don't do that we don't we don't look at like family like how it used to be how uh, it, it took a village it was, yeah it, it was a real village yeah, yeah that's not that's not I mean just because we I mean we live our lives through um, the social media uh, and, you know what I'm I mean so sick of that and let's talk on it that's just how that's how family that's your family mm-hmm. now yeah you yep. know seeing them with a click and be like okay cool yeah and then hit hit you know you don't remember their birthday we talked about that before just mm-hmm. putting hbd oh my gosh you know I what i mean that. that's like yeah i hate it's so lazy and it's um you know i think that's i think that's hurting us as far as being a village you know i don't think that's i think we've lost how we connect i think we're so you just like you said how you know we see you on facebook we like we share that's your love that's your love mm-hmm. and like you know for me like my cousin and i we we may not talk every week but you know 
we talk frequently. Yeah, we talk. Have we have communication. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I know where you live. I, right. I know where you live. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can come over and get a plate on Sunday. It's just one of those. Amen. Amen. It's, you know, it's just one of those things. But yeah. social media, people literally, like, they don't know how to write letters. Like, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? But those are a lot of things you learn in community. You learn in church. You know, a lot of people are anti-church these days. But I can tell you. So many things that I learned from church, public speaking, mm-hmm. problem solving. Sunshine band. <laughs> I mean, I can, because of what I learned through that area, I can go into a room and speak and not be fearful, mm-hmm. um, speak intelligently mm-hmm. and not sound like a hood rat from around the way, mm-hmm. but I know how to articulate and express myself. Right. Um, I know how to pro- solve problems from those types of settings. Um, we don't have a lot of those things anymore or if we do we don't take advantage um, of those things my community um, every summer we had vacation Bible school yes we, um, yes it was like what six or seven of us on the back of your dad's truck mm-hmm. when, well when that was legal when that was you could, like- <laughs> you okay am I that old uh, but you know that that allowed me to be social mm-hmm. to be introduced to people that I didn't know mm-hmm. to make actual to make- connections yes. with people I mean yes. we don't have things like that anymore just like I was thinking the other day like when it was warm, that one December day it was warm. I'm thinking like if that were me and I was a child, I would be outside playing. Oh yeah. There are probably four or five families with you know school age and younger children. Right. They don't play outside. Mm-hmm. I never see them playing outside, and it it's weird to me. It's like how do you make friends? Like I can remember making friends with the girl across the street when we lived on 22nd Street, mm-hmm. and she is still my friend to this day. Mm. To this day, but. Again, it's those things. It's community. I mean, my mother made me go. She's yeah, like, go me. outside, go play, go make friends. That's how. That's how you. That's how you do those things. How you're not afraid to meet people. How you're not afraid to make connections. Because you were raised. Because you were raised way. to do that. Yeah. Nowadays, we're raised to just you know turn on the TV or turn on your tablet or you know get on Facebook and I mean Madison's not gonna have a Facebook account anymore. So. <laughs> she can have one. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, Wait on know. it. It's gonna be something different by the time oh, she yeah. gets it. Yeah, probably it'll gonna be, be like new. MySpace. What is that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> did you have a MySpace account? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody Top did. eight. <laughs> Top eight. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Trying to pick out that background. Yeah, <laughs> music. You know, you know what's crazy about that though is with those, you know, types of applications, we were actually doing coding and not even realizing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was lightweight coding right there. So think yeah. about all the kids that started out with different some layouts. And different layouts. Yeah, that music. was coding. You know, yeah. that was coding. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So, so I'm, th- I'm kind of thankful for that. I mean, I can't code. <laughs> I mean, I can. I worked on a, you know, website and done all that or whatever, you know, a little bit. But, you know, that's cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That Steaks was cool. is at our we had our restaurant that we usually do our podcast at. So yeah. that's why you hear Bay like Bay's and little, little Timmy, little Jackson over here. Yeah, it looks so. like somebody put them to bed. Yeah, they didn't show it out. Good. Yeah. They need to. <laughs> <laughs> they need to. Yeah, <laughs> but back to being an advocate. So of some of the issues that you see, um, what could you say is probably one that weighs on your heart the heaviest that you see so much of that it just you're just like, oh, why are we still dealing with this in this day and age? I guess the one thing um, that's in the news a lot, especially for Indianapolis, is drug use by parents. Um, so many videos going around or pictures of parents 
ODing in a car with her kids in the back seat or you know in the <sighs> store. That's yeah, that. that's real. Um, that's a major issue right now, and it's not just here in Indianapolis. It's like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, heroin is very accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cheap, mm-hmm. and people are addicted. Yeah. Um, so that affects children. If parents are strung out, um, doing whatever they can for their next hit, they're not focusing on their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the things that's kind of like, when will that end? When will that get old? When will seeing those types of images online, on TV, be done? Because that is, that is one sad thing to see. How do y'all feel about that? How do you feel about the, the police department sharing those videos of the parents with the kids in the car and their OD? How do y'all feel about that? I mean, I, I think it was, I mean, you know, my line of fit, my work, I see yeah. it, I see it all the time. And, you know, man, I think it just gives, it gives a sense of reality of what we deal with. You know what I'm saying? It's almost kind of like, you don't believe it until you see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... I think, did they blur out? I think they blurred the kid's face out, of they course. Did. They did. They did. They um, did. But, I mean, a lot of people don't know how crazy it is out here. So, uh, I think seeing it gives you more of a sense of, like, oh, wow. Like, dang, this is this is real. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. What y'all think? I, I, uh, I think I'm a little conflicted. I... I understand the reality, and I think that's great. Uh, but I guess the type of person that I am, I think about that child, that image that will never go away, mm-hmm. and that will always be um, exposed at their expense. Um, they didn't choose that for themselves, for their parents, but I feel like they're the victim. And I think that if we could have showed that picture without the child or I don't know I I get the reality of it but I feel like we have no privacy anymore (laughs) no confidentiality my business I mean I I don't know I just I feel a bit conflicted I understand you know alerting the public um I think that's what that was I think that was a PR move because of the 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 epidemic of heroin is crazy well and you know what it is now i mean not to you know i have to pull out my black card but now that it's it's being used by more white people it's a major honey you know what i'm saying like really see they you would have never seen that in the 80s well the thing is i I mean the difference is with crack and heroin is the overdose it's the the overdose the overdose the it's it's so i mean I mean, we're going on these runs, and the thing is, like, crack is a different type of drug, which right, is basically right. the African in our culture, the African American culture. Crack was heavily used in our yeah. So the thing is, you can be a closet smoker for years and just be like, man, I do do crack. You know, eventually you find out like, uncle such and such was on crack. Right, what? right. He was going to work every day. You yeah, know? yes. But yes. but with heroin, it's that that these it was like all these different strains of heroin that was coming through indiana mm-hmm. that was killing people, people and they're overdosing like crazy like yeah. because it's so cheap it's easy to get and so many people are on it you know i think that's one of the reasons why they're taking a the charge yeah. you know towards yeah, it. i don't know about that one. 
I mean, I, I think that I think that is one of the reasons, but I also think that because white people are now using this drug in a heavier presence, that it's it's giving more light to the situation. Yeah, I see it. I see it every day. I know it's you like, do. And crazy. I'm not gonna see too many African Americans using heroin now. Uh, it There's is it, more it, now, yeah, but before now it myth? was considered a rule. Yeah. Drug. Well, meth is was considered the white drug. Right. You know, and you cocaine. Go, and cocaine. Yeah, when you see in the meth, you were seeing trailer park type looking. Now heroin is basically oxycodone in a shooting it up. It's yeah. like a it was like pain reliever. So and, and it's no color thing. on it's no color on it's it. It's an it's another like a lot of veterans now because you yeah. know they have, you know, yeah. so much so much pain. That's that's a lot of like where vets it's coming are high. from. Vets yeah. are yeah. Vets are high. Uh people yeah. who have been <clears throat> on pain pills and a doctor finally cuts them, them off. off. Yeah, they it's go like, to, oh, you know, it's I've seen cheaper ish you can get it. You don't gotta go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if I can't go get pain pills from my doctor I'm gonna go go you see know, you. it's a quick it's the same. It's that same effect. Of it's so scary. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so scary. But the victim in all of that is the children, because all those people are parents. A lot They're of them are caregivers. They're grandparents. Yep. Mm-hmm. And those children are being taken out of their homes because those people they they can't provide, or they're being put in unsafe situations um, where their lives are are threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like. I think it's community, but it's also the system's job to assist because that is the that's that's a huge that's a major problem that is not going to just go away because we will it or you know what I mean mm-hmm. like we need to be active and and really do something. Yeah, I I think there needs to be active steps to help people really and truly like get off these drugs. Like I mean. I personally had a father who was in Fairbank, so I know what drug recovery looks like, and I, you know, what I'm saying I know what you know someone being an addict looks like, and it's. I will say that there are organizations because now it's such a big, it's such a big problem. I think there's more and more community organizations that are coming out to oh, yeah. to oh, be yeah. advocates, especially to the children. I mean, I can remember when I um, visited my dad. To me, I didn't know it was a drug re- rehabilitation center. I, I just knew it was the hospital, and I knew that oh, my dad really? was sick. Yeah, I didn't know. I was young. I didn't know. So for me, you know, but there was someone there who worked with children. Like, they gave me coloring books, and they talked to me. You know, your dad is sick, and da-da-da. So it was, you know, there was there was another advocate there. And, and again, it's just we need to remember that even if you're not, you know, the counselor at Fairbanks, or if you know, you know, you're the cousin of somebody, just be an advocate. Take those kids out for some ice cream, you know, talk to them and just be there for them because guarantee their life is hell. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a lot of confusion uh, because a lot of uh, parents, they, the way they try to explain their use, I remember a child telling me, Oh, my mom is her medicine. She puts her medicine in her arm when she doesn't feel good. Wow. That's how they explain that their mom was using. Now, I knew what they were talking about, right. but their mind, that's all, that, that's all that they could comprehend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she puts medicine, she's medicine every day. She's medicine. You know, I'm just, and they're just talking, going on and on and on. But what they've just described to me is them watching their parents shoot up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it really is important if you are around children. Um, and it's not always, what your mama doing? Where, where's she been? What did you see? It's not even always that. It's more so just being somebody that they can trust, mm-hmm. being somebody that they feel safe with. Um, so 
somebody that they like you say somebody that they can talk to and mm-hmm. if they need to get those things out then definitely you know you're somebody that they can talk to mm-hmm. yeah that's <laughs> I can't imagine a little person telling me, yeah, I just watched my mom take her medicine. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, you know, with working with kids in that field, I mean, number one thing is kids protect their parents, mm-hmm. even in their time of pain. Oh, yes. They they will lie, you know, whatever it need to do to protect their to protect their parent. And, you know, it's it's I mean, I've been on many scenes, even just for example, that picture we were just talking about. If you see the kids, the kids is just chilling. They were like, been here, done that. You know yep, what I mean? It's normal. It's norm- yep. That's their norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put another kid who's never dealt with it, they'd have been in the backseat screaming. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the thing is, it's just like, it's hard, you know, because that becomes their norm. That's why you see a lot of the a lot of the negatives that, that, that families pass down, regardless if it's alcohol, regardless if it's drugs, regardless if it's the abuse of welfare they pass it down to their kids and it just keeps going on. Like yeah. we talked about last week, somebody has to break that. Somebody has to break the cycle. Have to break that cycle. So it's, it's I mean. <clears throat> it's kind of one of the reasons why I never did drugs. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I mean, just because I know having family members that are, that have addictive personalities, that have, you know, addiction runs in my dad's family. I mean, mm-hmm. it's rampant. <clears throat> so knowing that, it's kind of one of the reasons why I never really, I never really wanted to have that feeling because mm-hmm. I know that, at any given moment, I could be addicted, and that could be all over. It could be all. And so it's. I mean, it's again breaking the cycle, breaking mm-hmm. the cycle, knowing you know that you know it. The change starts with me, and that I'm not gonna expose my daughter to that. You know, I mean, granted, I never, I never once saw my dad use or anything like that. I didn't find out my my dad used drugs till I was almost an adult. So it was, it was like the secret that everybody else knew, but I didn't know. So you know, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever want to put my daughter in that situation to, you know, number one, Jones, we've talked about this, how you're embarrassed, you know, about your parents, you know, using drugs mm-hmm. and, you know, finding out about, you know, stuff like that. So just trying to, you know, break the cycle, break, break the chains, the break the cycle, break, break the chains. Chain. So of the work that you do, do you feel that kids that end up in the system that they could be successful in life growing oh, up? Definitely. You can. Um, I think with the right family um, and then just with support. um, The one thing I see a lot is that people, children are, they are resilient and they can bounce back from a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes um, people see that and think, oh, they're going to be okay. But just, you know, with a supportive team, supportive family, therapy if needed whatever is needed um as long as those things are in place they can be i mean anybody can be successful coming from a a rough situation i think it's just about the determination of the person the willpower um yes most definitely i agree i agree i mean i think um i think those situations you know our past it it helps guide us on you know as we grow up we use it as fuel you know, for, for instance, for me, I mean, for just knowing, you know, my upbringing, not to say it was horrible and terrible, but just knowing that, you know, I would like to use that as fuel. And, you know, again, break the cycle, change, you know, make, make change and create something amazing for my daughter. You know, leave her something more than just debt and more than just trouble and more than just, you know, a crazy life, you know, mm-hmm. drama free life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, I think. um 
I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's obvious. I mean, we see so many success stories yeah. behind people who had it, I mean, who's had it the worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's just, I think that, but it takes, you know, like you said, it takes individuals to be a support system. It takes, you know, it takes something outside of that. That's why you see a lot of guys who've played sports and they've advanced at sports and they became real good. Mm-hmm. That was like their therapy of I'm beating this, yeah. what I was faced against, you know, yeah. growing up, you know, a drug addict mom, an alcoholic father, whatever it may yeah. be, you know. So you have to find out what that kid is or what, what it is, that support system, whatever that kid has to, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, it has to take that, you know, or else you're just going to be sitting stagnant, just continuing that cycle mm-hmm. of, whatever bullshit they're going through. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. I agree. Some of your greatest, your greatest cases, what do you feel that future for that family or for that child? Do you feel that, you know, they're going to get over the hump? Do you see, you know, a positive future? Do you see, you know, more people stepping in to help them break the chain? I think for a successful families, I see a support system. And then that person or family using the support system. Because I feel like a lot of people, we think, oh, they ain't got nobody. It's just that situation. They have a support system. It's a matter of using it. Um, so if you use your support system, if that means calling for a babysitter, can Uncle JJ take little JJ to basketball or, you know, things like that. Um, that helps because at the end of the day, nobody can bear. I hate that saying at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, nobody <laughs> right, can. <laughs> you say it so people can understand what you're right. saying. It's like ghetto. Uh, I hate ghetto. Right. right. But I say it sometimes to help people understand. Yeah, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I think that nobody can bear life alone. We're not meant to do this alone. Right. So um, using the support that you have is key, in my opinion, to be successful. Just think if, if I was to have a child, I know for a fact that I'm going to be using support system. Everybody I know is going <laughs> to be helping me because as strong as I think I am, I need help, yeah. especially something I've never dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so when you're getting over a crazy situation, something you've never dealt with, it's important to use a support system. Um, and if you don't have one, create one. Go mm-hmm. join an organization. Go get with some community people so that you can have something mm-hmm. um, to fall back on. But um, that's what I think. Support system, those that are successful, they have a huge support system. I agree. I, I mean, I know just, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a first-time parent. So I, you know, know, (laughs) I'm a first time parent. I mean, you don't go in, you know, knowing it all, you know. So I think, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, my family and for, you know, like, for instance, my mom and my in-laws, like, they have, they are clutch. They are clutch. Like, if I've had to go, you know, do some work, you know, outside of my normal hours, they're like, hey, yeah, we got Matt. You know, it's, you know, it's helpful. And that whole saying, it takes a village to raise a child, I see that every single day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the number one thing going, like, I mean, for people who, like, if we're talking about, like, uh, families who have had, like, struggles, like we were saying, like, I think the number one thing is that when I worked in that field was teaching people how to mend relationships. Mm, yes. Because oh, a, lot of the, a lot of the reasons why they don't have a support system is because you done did everyone that could be your support system wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you need to figure out how to fix these relationships and then that person can come back to being 
your support system. You're so right. Because you know? some people don't even, I mean, blood relatives don't mm-hmm. want to help. It's not, it made me not even know once it was like I've been burned yeah. I've, I've done my yes. due diligence I've helped and, and I've I stole helped my I TV, am done yeah. I took my money <clears throat> stole my car you know let some crazy people in my house all kind of stuff and they're just like no I'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. um, but right. that that is true men in those relationships and then too you know I feel like and I think you guys had a, a previous broadcast about you know just the system you know depending so much on the system we need to get Oh, how you say that nicely? <laughs> um, some independence <laughs> of the system and some good old-fashioned work. I don't know how to say that nicely. but You don't have to say it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Jones ain't going to say it nicely. Uh, you know, just like stop depending so much on the system to fix your problems. I mean, and I kinda, that kind of goes back to the whole community thought. Like, if we were more community-oriented, if we were, you know, more concerned about our people, our family, then they wouldn't have to depend so much on the system for what they need or what they want. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like if we're so dependent, what you know, Donald Trump is the president, and they... I mean, some really some things could really happen in these <laughs> next four years. And, like, we don't have no say. I mean, I'm getting a little off topic, but we don't have no savings. We don't have no – I mean, what happens if the the food stamp card is not yeah. recharged? Like, it's just <laughs> – oh, okay. No, no, that, no, that's <laughs> – but no, that – I mean, Jones, me and Jones have talked about this. I mean, and – it's not you're you're not supposed to be on it forever. But then again, too, there, it, it's a whole it's a whole systematic problem because you Mindset. have people. But 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 really, but think about it though. Like people that you know have low paying jobs, you know, because they didn't finish education. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, it's I a snowball it. effect. I get it. Yeah. It's a snowball effect. You know what's interesting? I was gonna, um, I, you know, I, I think about this podcast daily, all day, every day. And I think about topics, but one of the topics I want to discuss, and it's kind of interesting you brought it up, but, like, do you think that we as a people, you know, we are such God-fearing people, right? So we have always been, uh, I'm going to let God take care of me. You know, we have always had that mentality throughout history of, like, you know what, nothing I can do, I'm going to pray about it and let God take care of it, right? <laughs> That's kind of been, like, I'm sure you've heard your grandma or somebody, auntie, say that to where I think we're a generation of a little bit different. But I think in that welfare system of, like, you know, it's almost kind of like that same mentality of, like, you know what, man, I'm going to just let somebody else take care of it. Mm. It's almost that same, like, mm. can, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we get so dependent on just saying, like, I'm going to just deal with all the problems. I'm going to just let, I'm going to pray on it, and hopefully God. Make a way. Make a way. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So we kind of have that mentality as a culture of just like, and like nah, that ain't how God works. God's going to say, hey, I'm going to give you the ability you to go, go get your butt and get you, get you, you another job. You know yeah. what I mean? Faith so, without works, people. Yeah, Faith without but, works. But, you know, think <laughs> about it. Forever, it's just kind of be like, you know, like family problems or whatever things that we can't change. Instead of just saying, hey, we need to go fix this. We need to communicate. You've heard so many times, just like, uh, God, you know, God got me. And he got you. But, he also but, got that nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> and that part-time warehouse yeah so good to get i mean that's kind of you know what john it's funny you said that because um that's one of the things that 
you are taught, you know, growing up, you know, God's got you. and you Just know, pray on it. Just, just pray, pray on it. it. Just pray on and it. And you but, should. And you should. However, comma, you should also get your butt out there and look for that a job. That comma's that. But it's after that, it's just pray on it. It's just, to where yeah. you should be having that comma. But you need to. But you need to. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I'm thankful that my pastor doesn't preach that. <laughs> I'm thankful that she doesn't preach just, you know, that God's got you. I think we're a generation. Our, our generation is a little bit different in that sense. I, I think our whole how we look at religion is totally different. Yeah, I think First so. First um, yeah. I, I don't know. Y'all getting on a different topic around here. <laughs> we talk about everything. It's I real see. conversation. <laughs> but I think we, you know, I feel like a lot of people are moving toward being entrepreneurs, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um but we still have a cycle of poverty that plagues a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some people are still in the cycle. But Some, a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And then we're, we're Instagram rich. We're yeah. Facebook. Yeah. You know, we're flashing our money. And we're checked into this place and checked into there. And we did this and, and all of that, too. So, I don't know. I think... Um, 2017 needs to be the year of money management <laughs> and some self-help books. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I think the welfare, I think it's, I think it's hard. I think it's a gift and a curse. You know, I think that, you know, I think it's good. Like you said, it's needed. Like we talked about, see, it's needed, but it's, it's one of those systems. It's hard to get off of. Mm-hmm. It is. You know what I mean? Because you can like be barely making it and then you make too much so they don't give you exactly. what you need. And then you're spending now you right back on it. Yeah, right so you in worse situation. You got to do something drastic to get out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard, man. It's, I've seen it to where people are like, forget this. I'm going back. It's easy on it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting more. You know, the benefits are better on welfare. I actually know? read on, um, in this business group I'm in. A entrepreneur said for people that are starting out and trying to build their businesses to apply for welfare so that they can use the money that they are making in their jobs to build their businesses. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Like, I was like, I would have never thought about that. I got some food stamps in college. <laughs> yeah, you, you said that. You said Shit, that. I wanted them while I was standing in line. I did for like a, a year, <laughs> less than a year, then they cut me off. And I was working two part-time jobs, and they said I was making too much money. I think I just got tired of the hassle, man. You got to meet with that Going, case yeah, manager. You got to yeah. stay in line. You got. I used that. to be like, man, forget this. I just give me some ramen. And be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? Yeah. Top so. ramen, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I can't eat those things to this day. I can't day. either. It makes me sick. Oh my to gosh, see I can't a ramen either. Noodle. I can't either. I can't eat them since they. My great grandmother, she used to make them all the time for us growing up. We used to have oh that God. and V8 juice. She used to give us I that wish and V8 my juice. Granny would. Not, no, my great grandma, my dad's grandmother. Saying. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Top ramen and V8 juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a whole lot of high blood pressure yeah. and bathroom. Yes. Runs. <laughs> 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 But yeah, an entrepreneur said, you know, to apply for for welfare and then use the money that you're using your income to help build your business. I mean, a lot of people who got successful, they found loopholes and they found yeah. ways to use other people's money and use, you know, I think that's that might be the blueprint of becoming successful. It you could know be. What I'm saying? It could yeah, be. And then you got that fraud case. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> use somebody else's money. Hmm. That's interesting. That I is interesting. I haven't heard that, but nah, I mean, I have to share it with you guys. It was in a this um, branding group I'm in about you know entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So, 
which um, this year is saying that uh, it's the year of the woman entrepreneur. 2017 is going to explode with women businesses. Mm. So those of you I that are listening, that. if you have a business, come on. We'd love to share what you're doing. We support community, especially our black community. You can sell some Avon. You can <laughs> yeah, sell some Avon. <laughs> <laughs> Say, you get you a pink Cadillac. Was that, is that that's, Mary Kay. that's Mary Kay. That's Mary Kay. That's Mary Kay. That's Mary Kay. I saw Mary Kay. I saw Mary Kay. I did. I did. And you know the cool thing about Mary Kay is, as long as you don't like sell back your product, you can always like you can stop and always come back active. Mm. As long as you never sell your product back to Mary Kay. Who the hell buys Mary Kay? A lot of people. Mary Kay has some. Mary Kay has a great product. No, no, no. Young people ain't buying no Mary Kay. Yes, they, yes, are. they are. What's and the last I'm Mary Kay? Because I'm what thirty. I'm young. What's the last Mary I just, Kay product I just you bought? I just bought this bomb uh, mascara. Right. It was a moisturizer <laughs> for my skin. Time-wise? My sister sells. Yeah, uh, I use Mary, I use Mary Kay. Kay. Shout out to Jay Dunnigan. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, young people, you have to check it out, Jones. Like for, I'm I, not I, checking I, out on they Mary sell Kay. Per, they sell everything. They sell stuff for men. They have, they okay. have men's skin care, too. I mean, but okay. you have great skin, so, you know. I'm not going to get it on Mary Kay. Okay. I mean, your your significant other can buy it for you. You want to know the difference? Get some Mary Kay cologne. They got cologne? They do. Mary, I'm telling you, you have to check it out. <laughs> I'm telling you. For real. For uh, real. Support <laughs> support small business. Sure. I got a, I got a black a Mary Kay lady for you. I got a black Mary Kay lady for you. Her name is Aspen. I'll mm. get, drop her. Asthma. Aspen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, move on. Y'all These people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> These people are crazy. So dumb. We've got a media moment. Fences and Hidden Figures, two huge movies. Have you seen Fences yet? I have not. So, did you see it? That was Mm -hmm. okay. What'd you think? It was good. It was um, since it's based off a play. The movie was basically like a play. Mm -hmm. It was decent though. It was good. Worth seeing. I heard Denzel and Viola give amazing, amazing performances. I mean, Viola, she's the same person every time. Denzel (laughs) kind of. I mean, Why do I feel like you were gonna say that? She is. She's the same character. In <laughs> Strong black woman. What's not running down her nose? I hate you. Tears. I hate you so much. But no, nah, it was decent. It's decent. What about Denzel? Denzel did good. Like I said, it was. It it really felt like you were at a play. Really? Well, it is a play. It is. I mean, that's it, what it I'm saying. But I mean, you at the theater. It was like you know, it wasn't like. It was a play. It was <laughs> it, a lot it, of dialogue back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like the first, like the very first scene. It was like straight. I'm at the Marat Theater watching a, like a whole bunch of no special. It was just straight talking. Going, yeah, talking. That's all. Well, I like plays, so I I'm, I am planning to see Fences and Hidden we're Figures. Yes, figures we're seeing together. Yes, we are. So yes. I cannot wait to see that movie. I feel like I didn't even know about their story, I didn't and either. it makes me so mad that I didn't. All these years, you hear about you know. The first man on the moon and, you know, all these other things. But you don't ever hear about the women who were calculating the figures to make that happen. That's very history, nice. history loves to leave us out of a lot of things. And it pisses me off because I never learned that in school. It yeah, wasn't uh, really. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we were just indentured servants. I think I, I, think I heard about I, I heard of that in school. About the black women. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I did. Well, I went to all, dang near all white high school, so we really wasn't talking about no black history. Yeah, I think I remember that. I think I remember. Yeah, I'm almost positive about it. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. What did yeah. you know about it? 
Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I remember there was some black women who was a part of, you know, that NASA run. Because okay. like, we had a black history class. In so, high school? Mm-hmm. What high school did you go to? I'm from Marion. From where? Marion. Okay. So, north. But, yeah, we had a black history. Shout out to Miss Owensby. <laughs> I like to get her on, man, because she really has, she did a lot for us black students. But anyway, yeah, we had a um, black history class. So, yeah, we learned. It was like little stuff like that we learned about other than so just stuff your that's not in the book yeah just more just like you know other than just martin luther king, king and rosa yeah. parks and so yeah she was i don't i mean i remember it but i was probably playing in class or something <laughs> 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 I, I feel like you're the class clown <laughs> nah, I, I was chilling <laughs> all right so last thing for tonight what is something that you were looking forward to in 2017? That's a loaded question. No, it's not. It could just be one thing. I am looking forward to a flat stomach. <laughs> a flat stomach. You about to go hard in the gym? No. Um, I just want it to appear without the, <laughs> the gym and the changing of a diet um no for 20 i don't know you know i'm not a new year's new year resolution person i hardly ever i feel like changes are day-to-day mm-hmm. um if i, I want to accomplish a goal i just start working toward it so um i already have things that i've already been working on and so those are the things that i will continue to work on <laughs> <laughs> jones what are you looking forward to in 2017 mm. You go. I don't know. Let me think about it. Okay. Seems like you already had your answer I, ready. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I am looking forward to, it's twofold, to not having a ton of homework. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to not, and to um, to having a live show of the Stakes is High podcast. Oh, that will be so hot. Mm. Okay. That's it? You done? I'm done. Um, Are you sure that's it? Yeah, I just feel like there's something else. No, coming. no. I mean, there's. I, I feel like there's. So that's shareable. See, that's how I kind of feel too. I don't want to share everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. uh, man, I don't know. I don't. I'm like you. I think day to day, I try to set my goals. Um, I don't wait till January one. But right. I mean, my thing is, I, I I just want this podcast to grow. That's been my you know main thing of growing, connecting with other podcasts and. Hopefully somebody hear that, hear this podcast and <laughs> contact us and be like, yo. But nah, I just want to grow, uh, possibly, hopefully eventually make some money off this, you know, get yeah. sponsors and, you know, build this, continue to build this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what my, I guess I could say a goal of 2017 is. Good. Define love. Define love? No, I'm so kidding <laughs> <laughs> this is why she repeated me really quickly <laughs> she knows me yeah. i'm just saying we, we got connections sex is high got you know connections we can make that you guys should do like a dating show Ooh, talk dating mm. let's get let's get the drunken nights on there oh gosh <laughs> but the thing is though people like it's the same topic but people can't get enough of it dating yeah. love yeah. relationships eh. Because I mean, just because it's such a it's a constant, you know, it's a yeah. constant thing. I mean, and it's 
essentially like everything in the world is created around it. Like look at commercials, look at you know, look at grocery shopping, and look. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know, <laughs> grocery shopping. I'm just saying, relationship. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, really. Like they've already turned for February for Valentine's Day. They've already turned around for, for Valentine's Day. No, I have a friend. Oh my gosh, she's listening. She's gonna get me. She says, I just imagine I'm I walk I'm walking I'm grocery shopping and then I see him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how she's gonna find her guy. <laughs> I mean, it, it can happen. It does happen I'm all the sorry, time. Sorry, that's not funny. Mm-hmm, and crazy. hopefully, you edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have no friend. edits. <laughs> no edits. No edits. No edits. All right, shout outs. Um, yes. So we got to shout out the Potter and family. We have to shout out Real and Raw, the Drunken Nights, the John Effect, D Murph, Good Morning Beautiful. We have so many podcasts. Um, the Podcast Brothers. Um, drunk th- uh, sober mind, drunk thoughts. Um, gosh, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, Rose versus everybody. Oh my God, he's hysterical. <laughs> he's hysterical. Um, uh, talk it out podcast. Let's talk it out. Uh, who else we got? Podcast queens. Podcast queens. Um, critical dump. Critical, you know what? That's a new one on my list. Um, Pepper and the Salt Shaker. TOS Podcast. TOS, gotta shout them out. Drunken Nights, of course. Um, yeah. You oh, we keep, we always say, I think we just say D Murph. We never really say his podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> D Murph, what up, man? Yeah. Um, I just talked to him yesterday, man. Good brother. Um, but no, check his podcast out. Why not sports with D Murph? Yes. Yeah, check him out. He's out of Houston. Good podcast. So, dropped. I think he just dropped today. Maybe. I'm so behind my podcast. Yeah. I'm so behind. I think a lot of people are over the holidays. Over the holidays, yeah. 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 So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Check him out. Shout out to the Pod Squad. All the, you know, everybody. Everybody. We love y'all. There's so many of y'all. There's Pods so many new ones popping up every day. Pods and color. Everybody. Oh, so. yeah. I really like, I really like that they're pots and color. You know okay. I love that. <laughs> of course. You know I love that. Sister soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it that I love black people. <laughs> we all love black people. <laughs> Even the ones they say they don't love us. Yeah. We trying to look like us. So some love somewhere. Well. Uh, well thank you for being on the show. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. I don't know if we really <laughs> you know <laughs> talked we, about child welfare but We did. Um, we did. I'm thank I'm thankful you for, for your thoughts. Me. And I'm thankful that you do what you do. Maybe one day when I am in a different position, I can come and really give you the, the 411, the 911, the 211, the 811, yeah. all of that. I had to hold back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But no, I understand. I, no, we, we, we don't want nobody losing their job yeah. out here. Yeah. We do, yeah. So we're, not, we're not making no money. We can't pay you. Amen. Job. <laughs> Hallelujah. But thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming It's very on. nice being with you guys. Yeah. Maybe I can come back and talk about dating. Dating? Oh, yeah. oh, yes. I don't know if I'm the one for that. Yeah. Oh, yes. They say I'm too mean. Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> There's a song, but I'm not going to sing it. Mm. <laughs> There's a song. I remember the song. What's the song? The mean song about you. I'm not going to sing it. Oh, my God. I don't know the mean song. The Lay Lay, You're So Mean. You don't remember? That was my mama. It's still a mean Jean, song. Jean, you so mean. All right, everybody. Stay inside. Let me get out of here. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. See y'all next week. Next Uh, week. For sure. Good night. All right, stay inside. Peace.